Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. There's a lot more punks than there was four years earlier, but there was also as many posers. Posers were people that look like punks, but they did it for fashion. Welcome to SLC Punks, a Utah jazz podcast brought to you by the staff of SLC Dunk. Now here's your hosts, Michael Lohman and James Hansen. Alright, welcome back to the SLC Punks podcast. This is your host, Hansen James. And I'm still hated by everybody. Well, not as hated as someone that's coming to t- to town tomorrow. Uh, his oh, name boy. is uh, Gordon Hayward. I'll just say it. Oh, I, I, yeah, uh, yeah. We'll let the joke die for for, for introduction's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, I have some friends that are going to the game tomorrow, and it's uh, it's too are much they anxiety. Or are they, me, or are they, or are they cheering? They're booing like good Americans booing. and good jazz fans because yes. Okay, so here's the thing, and we'll get to our uh, our reviews here real quick. But this idea that's being bandied about, and maybe this is just what the podcast is going to be about, is just about Hayward tomorrow. But this idea that we're going to all in sync be silent and turn our backs to him at the same time, and this will be the most that is effective so st- and mind-blowing reaction you could ever give that's really stupid that's real that is the dumbest thing i've ever heard it's like this is so dumb that's like that's that that's that is peak ex-girlfriend where you're like he has to see me with my man i am going to be done up pretty i'm going to show him that i don't even care by actually showing that i care so much no boo 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 the crap out of the dude like that's just him Boo him. And then every single time he comes back, boo him again. That's what he's going to do. That's what, that's what he deserves to have happen. And um, that's what happens when you're a star and you leave your franchise and leave it in a crater. That's what you deserve. I'm sorry. That's part of sports. It, he should know that. And it, it, if he's mad about it, my goodness. He watched the Jazz do that to Darren Williams right after he was traded. And it wasn't like he got up to the mic and was like, Guys, uh, we need to be there for for Darren, and that's not fair to him. No, he didn't say a damn thing about it, so I don't really care what uh, like Gordon Hayward's feelings in this matter. It's yeah. it's sports. I would hate it's to hurt Gordon Hayward's and, feelings, and he's he's getting Gordon paid Hayward. a lot of money. He got paid a lot of money. He had a lot of time. He had a lot of effort. He had the an entire front office worked worked uh, like reworked. To try to keep him here, he had an entire coaching staff reworked to try to keep him here. He had an entire roster reworked in order to keep him here. He even had um, a future roster that he never even played with reworked so he would stay, and he left. So I don't give a flying F about his feelings tomorrow night. You boo the dude. It's good, and I heard like the Utah Jazz are gonna have like some nice. Uh, 
Uh, they're going to do some some nice thing honoring him, which I hope people boo the crap through. Uh, yeah. Because because uh, uh, they have to do that, right? They have to put that whole thing up there to make it look like they care and they like and and that there's no hard feelings. The dude left, didn't call back, only mentioned Jeremy Evans as the guy who he wanted to uh, th- that he mentioned. The only current player he mentioned in that thank you letter was Jeremy Evans, who wasn't in a Jazz uniform anymore and was what playing in Europe. And and I'm sub- and then he didn't. He left and he lied about how he was leaving. He said he wasn't leaving and he was really thinking about it, which put the Jazz's free agency plans back. And no, I don't care. I don't give a flying F about how he feels, and I, and nor should anybody. If 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 uh, Boston Celtics fans are like, "Why are you still mad about it?" Be like, "Dudes, you have never had a a free agent in their prime leave your franchise. You're the stop. You're the New York City. You're the Yankees." So quit mm-hmm. acting like like uh, oh man I cannot stand the grandstanding the stupid grandstanding of the of Boston Celtics fans were like I can't believe you're not over a guy who left yeah the best player on our team left us and in he, his prime it, and all signs point to him knowing that he was going to leave it. and did his most his best to actually hurt the team he went out of his way to hurt the Jazz. And so anyone who thinks that is worried about Gordon Hayward's feelings, Gordon Hayward not only uh, doesn't care about your feelings or you in general, he did everything he could to hurt your team. So, so by all yeah. means, go the and Rubio, do your little... The Ricky Rubio leading up, they, were say, they said they were consulting Darren, uh, not Darren, uh, sorry, Freudian slip there. Uh, Gordon Hayward, up until that point, with what to, if they, he wanted to play as Ricky Rubio, he said he always wanted to play as Ricky Rubio. I'm, now, when you look at Ricky Rubio and he's put forward a total of thirty odd good games with Utah, and the rest have been really suspect, um, you, you have to wonder, wow, this really helped us. Um, he, and he got he got Joe Ingles his contract. Good for him. Um, that's luckily Utah is a little safe from that though. Joe Ingles has really started out the year struggling. So you really hope that Utah didn't get only one good year out of it. And then it's a downhill slope from here. So Gordon Hayward and, and you and I had talked about this a little bit before about players like Jimmy Butler, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, albeit they got flamed for the way they were acting with their current teams in the meantime, no team afterward is is th- is bitching about how they feel afterwards. Like you don't see a Pacers fan pissed that they don't have Paul George anymore because they got Victor Oladipo and Domantas uh, Sabonis who are killing it mm-hmm. with them. You don't hear the Spurs crying a river because they got Demar Derozan. Like it's not, and they got Jacob Potel too. They got a young prospect. Utah got nothing. They got nothing. And Gordon Hayward acted like he wanted to be there. He wanted to resign. He was giving all the signs. And if you're a team that is going to resign him, he he wouldn't sign an extension. Um, so they had to put him on the free market. He went out there like he was freaking Miss America trying to get courted and answer all the right questions. And then he he waited it out pl- three three days on a market that was very limited with money. So free agents went like with a snap 
Um, and it was, it was we know that the Jazz now had a deal uh, via the reporter from the reporting from the Salt Lake Tribune. They had a deal for Kyle Lowry. Yeah, we would have had Kyle. Lowry, that would mean that everyone. But but that would mean that they wouldn't be able to wait for Gordon Hayward to resign. And so they did the honorable thing and waited for the guy because they said, you know what? He's our guy. We're going to wait for him. We're not going to just go out there and renege him. We're going to be good to our guy. And how are they thanked? They're thanked for this dude going over to a new franchise saying he's got unfinished business for a franchise that has enough banners in, in the rafters to, to, to cover the entire arena. And meanwhile, a franchise that's been starving for a, a championship since 1974 has never had a had a championship banner. Probably looking at this core now would probably be a freaking championship contender. With if you have Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, Gordon Hayward, Jay Crowder, and Kyle and Rudy Gobert out there on the court, and and or they would have had Kyle Lowry, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and Joe Ingles and Jay Crowder. That would have been a, a championship contender in in the West, but no. What they're stuck with is the dude that Gordon Hayward said he really wanted to play with, Ricky Rubio, and they got Donovan Mitchell. Well, and by the way, the Jazz, great, but they had Donovan the Jazz Mitchell had before. Other trade options as well that they turned down because Gordon Hayward told them not to. Like, yeah, I think that I'm just gonna say it. There was a there was a thing on the table for uh, Eric Bledsoe, and Gordon Hayward said that he did not want to play with Eric Bledsoe, so the Jazz did not do it. So the Jazz were doing things that he wanted them to do and not do to make him happy. And it hurt the team. It hurt the team. Yeah. So it's anyone out there it's, who thinks that like we should just, you know, get over it because Gordon Hayward, uh Gordon Hayward is uh, you know, he made his decision, get over it. It happens. No, he went he's out the of his biggest way. To hurt what us. if in the franchise? He's the biggest what if in the franchise. Imagine if Kobe, remember all the things when Kobe was saying he was going to leave the Lakers and he was he demanded a trade and he was sick of it. Imagine if he left. That instantly becomes the biggest what if moment for the Lakers, losing Kobe Bryant. If, if um, you look at how Shaquille O'Neal, when Shaquille O'Neal left Orlando, that's the biggest what if moment with Orlando, if he stayed and played with Penny. If you look at when a prime NBA player a prime star leaves your franchise, it decimates you. It absolutely decimates you. And the fact that Utah was was competent enough and drafted well enough and was able to find value players, we're supposed to be okay with the consolation prize? Yeah, what if what no. if Donovan Mitchell was no, that's good. I don't what like if Donovan that. Mitchell I don't wasn't like good. It when people are, Yeah. And and it frustrates me because they're like, well, you have Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. We had them before. We would have had them with him. You know. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like the we lost Gordon Hayward and the league came in and be like, hey, here's a, here's Rudy Gobert and and Donovan Mitchell for you, just to cover your wounds. No, we already through through capable front office management, we had a good team. And so the fact that the that we're supposed to say, no, it's okay because we we took second place, bullshit. Like it, it, all because a dude couldn't man up and tell the truth. He couldn't. If and if you're and if you're a Boston Celtics fan, if you're like, oh, these guys don't know what they're talking about, dude. The dude 
is so non-confrontational. He couldn't even call his past owner who cut the checks for crying out loud. He couldn't even call her. Sent her a text like a like a like a jilted ex. Well, like what? What kind of pansy does that? I'm sorry. That like man up. You're you're an employee. Be a grown You're a freaking up. Freaking employee, and be you a can grown up. And, and be a grown up. Stop being a little be boy. Be an adult, and 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 if you don't want to be there, it, because if he he wrote in his thing, I had unfinished business. That sounds like a dude who had been planning it out for a while. Well, I'm sorry, unfinished business. He guess what? He wanted to do that with Isaiah Thomas, which we know how good he was after you know that off season and coming back from injury with an unproven player in Jason Tatum. Gordon Hayward had no idea he would be any good just like he had no idea how good uh donovan mitchell would be so basically it was going to be gordon hayward and al horford was basically that team that was not as good a team as the utah jazz he chose to leave for a worse team which which i remember gordon hayward was mad that they traded isaiah thomas because isaiah thomas had had courted him over there Mm mm-hmm yeah he was mad about that because he didn't get what he wants every second of the day how loyal that team was yeah. That team is not loyal to him. If Gordon Hayward stays here, he's got a he he's got a statue. He's going to have his number in the rafters. He is going to be beloved by fans for the rest of time. He goes to Boston. The dude's a footnote. Well, he's I'm sorry. Be, he's, he's a footnote. Well, right now, and he's going to be traded for Anthony Davis. It's just a matter of when, you know. And yeah, he deserves it. He absolutely deserves it because he chose a worse team. He knew he was leaving. Who chooses a worse team without knowing they're leaving? You know, he knew he was gone. He sold his house yeah. in May. That's he was, been he proven. Was gone. He, he wanted to be with and made the decision in quote unquote July. He knew he was going. Uh, I remember. Uh, yeah. It's very frustrating, guys. But before we even go any further, I need to read our latest review of the podcast. <laughs> Is this from even more Argentine, Argentinian? I even studier Argentine, I believe. Uh, he has a actually. Let's see. We also have a. We have actually four reviews. Yes. Oh All right. Goodness. So this first one is called "Honest and Ridiculous" at the essay. Uh, sorry, I didn't see the rest of that. Uh, it's cut off, guys. But anyways. Milo and James give honest, although sometimes a bit ridiculous, analysis of the Utah Jazz. Great jazz podcast that's not constantly interrupted by redundant ads, yet, hmm, I wonder who he's talking about. I'm going to rate both hosts a 10 out of 10, (laughs) maybe because I agree with Milo's takes more often than James. It's okay to be wrong sometimes. But James likes a lot of my tweets. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Oh, but James likes a lot of my tweets during, who's who's a traitor here? Because it doesn't say your name. Got to spread the love and shoot for a hot dog or two. Well, I don't know who you are. Oh, that's good. I'm going to start liking less tweets in general just for this, for honest and ridiculous from iPhone 6 plus Verizon. I'm going to feel bad for everyone when when, <laughs> when people want to put ads on us when we t- completely sell out. Oh, I'll sell out so fast. I'm just putting that it. out right now. We will totally sell out and you would too. By the way, if you want to advertise on the podcast, <laughs> hit me up. But... Uh, <laughs> All right, next. Uh, you can you can you can contact me on my email. Just go to socdunk.com, click on the email button, and uh, I will respond to your request and get paid handsomely. Thank you very yeah, much. My email is show me the money at hotmail.com. All right, show me the money at socdunk.com. <laughs> All right, the next pod, the next review comes from Fallout three twenty three, and it's titled "Yup." Shout out to the other. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yup. <laughs> yup. Shout out to the other Delta rabbit that commented last week. Do they give insight? Kinda. Do they give expertise? Um, I guess. <laughs> I guess? Question mark, question mark. <laughs> Do they give geeky little numbers? Nope. Who sponsors the episode? Nobody. <laughs> what do they bring to the table pure unadulterated jazz fandom there's nothing better than listening to james after a big win you would think we had won the effing finals after some of the bigger wins last season all right that's unrelated to the podcast but thank you (laughs) pros hot takes does he know this is not your he's like he's like this this is your youtube channel right guys this is this this is a podcast that's a youtube channel uh pros hot takes jazz talk jazz hot takes cons i don't know i don't get 20 percent off belts maybe seriously love milo and james in this part <laughs> oh you guys are the best that was another shot at us that's actually uh, probably the the, the the most honest review is it good uh <laughs> no i you know why he said the belt thing milo because a certain other broadcaster who does a radio broadcast is selling belts on his podcast but anyways, listen, if you guys want belts, I don't I, I have three belts that I can't use anymore because I lost about 30 pounds. I I'll give you 20 percent off full price of those belts. <laughs> I will say that at uh, Old Navy, I believe they're 1999. Go there and bring a coupon from the Internet and you can probably. Get a- Wait, what is a big What is like the big like special on a belt? Like some dude is like, <laughs> finally. I've been waiting for the chance to buy a belt and 20% off is really going to do it for me. But like the only time a guy gets a belt is when he's like, oh, dude, I need a belt. And it doesn't matter if it's on sale or not. It's just like, I need this to hold up my pants. Guys, I will just say that uh, as someone who uh, does not always have need of belts because of my eating habits, I don't know if you want my opinion on those things, but i've worn the same i only use them for like to match my shoes when i'm like i have to look professional i've literally worn the same leather belt for like 14 years uh still works really yeah actually i love that belt wow that's good leather belt that's that's amazing that's where i bought it Um, old navy uh let's see oh did you get 20 percent off that belt i might have it's called the internet. Look it up. It's a coupon. All right, let's see. Cons. Cons. <laughs> I don't get 20% off belts, maybe? Yeah, sorry, guys. You're going to have to get a belt somewhere else. Seriously love Milo and James of this pod. Nothing will get you more hyped about the Jazz than these guys standing for the team. P.S. Why are James post-game shows not available as podcasts? Um, that is because it's a YouTube channel, guys. That is not a podcast. <laughs> I could... Yeah, it's, it's... It's... Listen, if we had the technology... <laughs> Actually, we probably do. We just haven't put much thought into I it. I guess I could like bring up uh, what's the should we? I guess I should we try? Should we try? I it? could. I could bring up my recording and then post it. But that guys, that takes time. Some of these things, guys, Gosh. they take time. Uh, we have a family. James has like eight kids. I do have like eight kids. I think I have nine. I can't actually have kids anymore. That's uh, that's finalized. So. Uh, Yep. Stopped at eight. State youth in eight. eight. It might be nine. Yep. State sanction. Might have. A... Actually, I don't think uh, Utah would be the last place to sanction that. <laughs> All right. We have even studier Argentine by even studier Argentine. Uh, I'm sorry you had a rough. Wow, he's back. <laughs> he's back. I will... <laughs> Multiple reviews. I'm sorry you had a rough day the day you read your review with a nine point five out of ten. Michael Loman, you don't deserve that kind of negativity in your life. Along with Warriors fans, you handled it like a champ. You were officially a 10 out of 10. By the way, screw Warriors fans. They're the worst. They really are the worst. Dude, I 
every single time we play a large market team, it's it's it is it is like taking on an army with one man. Oh my gosh. It is You haven't lived it is it is rough. You haven't lived until Warriors World retweets you at two AM in the morning and you wake up to hundred and fifty notifications telling you to go kill yourself. Oh like, that's, the, the, that's the Warriors crazy. World fans are nuts. They are. Are absolutely nuts. How do we get like? How do jazz fans get a bad name? It's just like those jazz fans are really intense. Yeah, like all five of us. Meanwhile, like I get, a, I get like an entire army of people standing for like Kevin Looney. Oh my gosh! Or if you say anything about Kevin like, Durant, that isn't like my goodness. <sighs> it's just <sighs> they they're they're no. worse than uh, Boston fans. I'll say that they are. Although Boston fans are pretty bad, and like, I know. Uh, what, what do you do if you're a Warriors fan right now? Like your 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 schedule is so packed with Warriors and Lakers games right now. Like it it must be really hard to keep up. Like you have to you ha- do you create a second Twitter account, uh, or do do you put Warriors slash Lakers fan ninety two? on there like what? what's your new twitter name do you like there's so much there's so much that that i I'd, i my heart goes out to all those bandwagon fans who have a crisis of faith right now where they have to watch more than one team play basketball mm-hmm. then they're still choosing this season whether they want to root for lebron or the cat or the the warriors Ugh, but they are really bad the good news for them is if they accidentally wear the wrong jersey to the game <laughs> At least it's still yellow. <laughs> That's true. It works for both. All right. Even still, you're yeah, Argentine. That's good. You are, are very great to review us multiple times. Uh, let's see. Uh, not Argentine, but Utah. Oh. I, who oh. are all these Argentines? Yeah, we're getting shade thrown. We're getting shade thrown in the comments now. <laughs> not Argentine, we got, we got but Utah. There we go. Best, you just, best Utah Jazz podcast out there there i'm guessing it cuts off sorry this podcast is great way better than the hyundai one <laughs> that's the third <laughs> can you read that again read that for, again oh, for me that's good this podcast is great way better oh. than the hyundai one that sometimes talks about the jazz <laughs> oh here we go you're gonna like this michael james is great and so is the guest he has on uh. each show fun show <laughs> All right. <laughs> you guys are the best. I love you guys. That you're what make uh, it Do we do we have to do, do we need to crumple something up after it just to sound like we're done with it? Like we're like, okay. Oh, that's right. That's I like, this is like uh Rush Limbaugh or something. <laughs> like I actually read something. Yeah. Like Rush Limbaugh, like he's like he's not reading off of a teleprompter full of hate every day. <laughs> so anyway, so like going on of I was gonna say, with, all right, so um back to what reasons why Hayward sucks. What are your apologies thoughts? to our to our to our podcast viewers out there who are over That's right. So anyway, moving forward. Okay, more reasons that Hayward sucks. Uh what are your thoughts? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so more reasons. Um, so let's talk about this game coming up because um, he, we we've both decided he's getting the crap boot out. If you don't boot. Right? You're not he's... American and you're not a jazz fan. Sorry, at me. I don't care. Okay, so he's, yeah, he's he's booing. Like it's sports. That's the other thing too. And people are like, I don't get why people boo because it's sports. It's what you do? It's to- like go go back. Like how did it? How did sports even start? 
a coliseum, two dudes fighting against each other and people cheering and booing. That's it's 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 in the nature of the game. It's he's getting booed. I'm sorry. If you don't like it, I'm it's it's sports. If you don't like it, take up it's take just, up knitting and watch uh PBS. I don't know. Yeah, go, go watch some go watch golf. Yeah, go watch golf. You're not allowed to clap. Like and, and we you you can even agree that it would be way better if you could boo a golfer the entire way through. Absolutely. Like you can't tell me that people wouldn't have loved to boo Tiger Woods after like all of his like off the course issues. Oh, Is that absolutely. what you say? Off the green issue? Off off the fairway issues? I don't know what it's called. I don't care. I don't watch golf because you can't boo a guy. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it it's fun. It's fun. And it's going to be vitriolic and it's going to be cathartic and it's going to be amazing. So do it. It'll be do fun. It. There's nothing like an angry mob. So <laughs> the, the, so he's going to get booed. I think the bigger question is Utah has some serious issues going on. I was going to say, team. can Utah actually and win their game? Because, I, like, I'm not sure. Yes. Because he got some serious issues. And when people say they're like, you're overreacting over 11 games, um, it, you can overreact now because there's expectations. This isn't last year where you're going through and you're like, what happens, happens, which was last season. So when things got great, it was like, phew, hey, we don't suck. And everything was better than how it was in December. Like the bar, bar was set so low after Gordon Hayward cratered the team. Anything was good. And even when the team was bad, it was just like, I guess this is what it is. I mean, look at what happened when LeBron left. Look at what happened when when uh, these other good players left. This is what happens. Mm-hmm. So the the team has some, and against Dallas, it looked better. Um, they they played good defense for the first half. Their offense was taking what what the defense was giving them. They weren't forcing everything. And then in the third quarter, it, they went on a they went on a run. Um, Alec Burks played great. And I continue to think that Alec Burks is going to be a big piece of this team moving forward because he's consistently the only dude on the bench other than Jay Crowder who can make a dang shot. I think Burks is Burks is working himself into another contract. And I think Burks is honestly, I think Burks should play a little more, but I think Burks right now is in his perfect, perfect position. I think He's not a great defender. When he's engaged, he can be an average. And once in a while, like last game, he had a nice block at the rim, and uh, he can do some nice things. But I think it. I think some people have ha- the idea of Burks versus the reality of Burks is a different thing. And I, Burks off the bench, he's just in a perfect role where he's able to come in, you know, be the swaggy AB and get buckets. He's shooting 62% from three right now, which is absurd. That's going to go down at some point, but he is playing fantastic. And he's, I think part of it is because it's in a perfect role. Like he's, he comes in, he scores, he facilitates, he plays good enough defense that he doesn't get yanked and it's great. And he's hitting, it's great. It's hitting, he's hitting shots. I, love what I'm seeing from Alec Burks. And I think he's going to be a big part of the rest of the season. Uh, I don't know. I could be wrong though. Maybe uh, should he start or should he keep coming off the bench? I don't know because there's a certain player in our starting lineup. That is a big reason why we've lost a lot of games this year. (laughs) 
and it's not Donovan Mitchell. I'll say that. Yeah, yes, and that's Ricky Rubio. And, and, and yeah, um, Ricky Rubio. So here we we before we get to Ricky Rubio, we we would be remiss in not being fair enough if we don't mention Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles has had a stretch of games where he's gone two for nine, three for ten. Um, well, he's, he's shooting he's, like twenty five percent since the Golden State game from three. And yeah. He started out the season so hot, and those first two games where he was on fire have kept his numbers up where he normally is. But he's he's missing a lot of wide open shots that he normally makes, mm-hmm. and 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 so that's 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 concerning. Um, the other thing that we have to talk about is the Derek Favors continuing to start over Jay Crowder, and I saw something. Tony Jones had it. He was um, they, he had a chat on the Athletic, and somebody asked, "Well, do you see?" Uh, favors um getting benched in favor of jay crowder and he said and I, I will give him this he's very plugged into Derek favors Derek favors even helped him um announce that he was going to the athletics so i i think he has a, a relationship with Derek favors and his agent um it's he said it would it, it would really surprise me if they were to to um to sit Derek favors which is disappointing because Derek favors right now is getting a ceremonial mm-hmm. start That's true um, because he goes out what after and, and basically whenever there's the first real stoppage of play, um, at, at three to anywhere between three to five minutes, he's out. But the problem is Utah against good teams, not against Dallas or against Houston without James Hart, uh, without Chris Paul and was a wreck and without, uh, and against uh, Anthony Davis-less, um, Pelicans. So taking those cupcake wins aside. Um, the Jazz have not got out to a lead. They've played a while behind. Um, and it's up to, and they're putting a lot of pressure on a bench unit that while it is incredibly defensively sound, uh, it doesn't have a lot of scoring options outside of Alec Burks Mm -hmm. and Dante Exum. And that is, that, that's just so insane that every game you're relying on your bench to bring you back into it and what teams have done is they've to to mitigate that risk they'll play their starters for longer as utah goes in their substitutions Mm -hmm. and because of that then all of a sudden the jazz's bench which is better than most benches is not able to dig themselves out of a hole and throws them out of rhythm and so all of a sudden it's just this repeating cycle instead um so that's a problem and then you mentioned Ricky Rubio, which you can you can uh, go on with well, Ricky Rubio now. I my wife made me apologize to Ricky Rubio last night because he had twelve assists, but he still managed to go three for thirteen. And last night was looked like a slightly better performance because I think he actually was defending last night. But this season, for the first half, but there were moments where he looked lost. There was moments on certain possessions where he just lost his guy completely, which is well. And weird. this team, when we're not hitting shots, still has the ability to win games with defense. But if you have someone like Ricky Rubio, who's just—I mm-hmm. mean, the last last night we beat the Mavericks in pretty handily, and the reason they came back in the game is because honestly, the Jazz had won that game at halftime, and we're just trying to cruise to the end with as minimal effort as possible. Uh, but but uh, mm-hmm. the first time we played the Mavericks. And, and that was a game, ironically, that we started Jay Crowder and get, came out to a big lead. And that was a big part of winning that game. You know, who knew starting with your best 
you know, starting with the unit that gives you the best chance to win and scores against other starting units would help you win. Who knew that would be the case? But that game, Dennis Smith Jr., who's not an efficient player right now, went off for like 27 points, and it was like 12 for 17 or something like that. And that was with Ricky Rubio's defense. I think up until last night, if you want to consider last night a good performance, was maybe one of three. Yeah, that's like... But yeah, yeah. But if you consider consider that a good performance, it's one of three good games he's had this year. And really, you could argue just he's had two good games this season. Uh, That's rough. And that's a Mm -hmm. big reason why the Jazz have a losing record right now. Uh, It makes no sense why... Like, the thing is with Ricky Rubio, there has to be some sort of deal with the front office and Ricky Rubio or something that the Jazz have told him or some sort of deal they have with the agent that they are not... Or they haven't disclosed an... Or they haven't disclosed an injury. That's the other... That's that's the other underlying thing where he's he's not playing well to a certain degree and they have not mm-hmm. disclosed an injury. And if it was an injury and he's playing through it, then that would make sense that they're letting him play. You know, you're not going to... Um, punish him for playing while he's hurt to help his team win because you know those are the types of guys you want but i hope you know i don't i don't hope that he's injured but i hope it is the case that ricky rubio is uh not getting starter minutes for some sort of weird bias or stubbornness like ricky rubio if you're just looking at Mm -hmm. play has not been better than dante exum dante exum has been the better guard all season consistently better and people can make arguments that you know his game doesn't look quite as good or he's not a pure point guard or all these things the jazz if i have to get one more comment from the on the slc dunk twitter where they're like the reason dante exum is not in there is because he turns the ball over a lot and you're like well he doesn't turn over more than ricky rubio i can tell you that it's driving me insane Ricky Rubio tur- has the fourth highest turnover percentage out of any starting guard, not point guard, guard period, starting guard period, backcourt of in the entire NBA. He's like 80 uh, of guys who have started eight games or more. He's uh, he's like at the fourth from the bottom, bros. He turns the ball over a lot. And, and like, yeah, Ricky Rubio had 12 assists in the game. But the Jazz's offense isn't designed to have one dude get 10 it's assists. Not. That tells you that the offense is breaking. Yeah, it tells you that. And because they don't want, they don't want their offense to be predictable where you know where the ball is getting sling, uh, slung from. You don't want that. And, and the, his defense has been rough, really rough. The part of the game where – and this is where I think it's okay, I guess – if he's starting off the, the year rough on his offense, which I don't get why, because he was with the team all summer long, worked on his game all summer long, and it is, it's it's like he regressed. Um, he's in a contract year, and you look at how good Alec Burks is doing in a contract year, and you look at Ricky Rubio, and you're like, I don't know what's going on, and and a lot of people are like, well. He started slow last year. You got to have patience. The Jazz had had patience forced upon them because they had so many injuries with yeah, Dante, Dante Exum, how Neto, last Alec year. Burks. And I promise you he'd have been playing more and more and probably would have yeah. been starting at a certain point with how bad it was. It was terrible. Right. You can't, like, your, your, your whole defense can't be, 
Well, just wait until game 54. Because that's when he turned it around, was game 54. Yeah, that doesn't sound as good now when you say, well, you just got to be patient with him like last year. Okay, you want to wait 54 more of these performances? You know, with one good game sprinkled every nine games, like it's a like like it's one every type mm-hmm. of moon. Like, hey, it's a full, it's a it's a half crescent. We might get a good one tonight. Like, it's just it, uh, Ricky Rubio. It, it with his shooting is rough. He, yeah, his assists are up, but so are his turnovers. Even with him almost averaging ten assists a game, he still has an. He's still one. He's still below average turnover rate. That lets you know how much he's turning mm-hmm. the ball over. And and he's not rebounding at the same rate he was before. He's not. He's not playing with the same pace. He's getting killed on defense. Uh, if you look at the carousel of guards that have that Utah's played: De'Aaron Fox, Dan Smith Jr., Drew Holiday, Derek Rose, um, Steph Curry. Um, uh, who am I missing? Mike Conley twice. Uh, he's got lit mm-hmm. up, absolutely lit up, and and Rudy can't. Rudy can only help you when when he, they get in the paint. And right now they're not even defending well enough. Where R- Rudy and Rudy's have having a slow start to start the season because he got used to people just being scared of going in the paint. And he hasn't been challenging shots as much as he used to. And now he's, we saw in Dallas, he started to challenge. But then again, I will say this about Dallas. I, I don't care about the result. I'm like they won. Cool. They should. Like, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to like get high off a, off a game that they beat a lottery team with. Like it, it it's kind of like when you do, if you're doing a home inspection and, and the guy in, the home inspector's like, yeah, the floor is sturdy. Well, it should. I stand on mm-hmm. it all day. Like, it, 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 this is, it, we're not talking about luxuries here. If they, if they go out and play a great game against Boston, I'll feel better about that. Even Boston, like, they better play a good, good game against Boston because Boston's on a back-to-back tonight. They're playing right now. So they better, they better play well against Boston. Because you're getting a tired team, and you better you have a ton of adrenaline. That entire building is going to try to will you to a win. If you can't beat them, it's 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 going to be a bit of a, mm-hmm. a disaster. And the Jazz will then go to one and five at home. One and five, like that's, uh, that's well, that that'd be pitiful. It'd be a pitiful start for a team that has high expectations. And I mean, some people will say, well, are, you're not rooting for the team. You've got to, I mean, you hate Ricky Rubio. I don't hate Ricky Rubio, but what I'm doing is I'm just seeing the reality of what's going on. He can't, this team is too good now. We are beyond the wait and see or figure out, see if we're good. We are good. The Jazz are a good team and should be a good team. And if you're just going to sit there and wait, for Ricky Rubio and then watch him get more turnovers than he does assists and shoot one for 10 and, and, you know, not guard the lead guard on the other team so that that guy goes off. That's, that's not good. And that's what we've been watching. And anyone who disagrees is not, you're not watching the same games because it's been really bad. Now the best case scenario 
is that he turns it around like everyone's waiting for. Maybe he can because we've seen mm-hmm. him do it. He did it last season. But like you said, we can't go to game 54. And the thing that's different about this year than last year is there is another option that is playing better. And one of the things yeah. I'm worried about too. and Two options, Alec Burks and Dante X. Exactly. There's two guys that can play. Uh, one of the things I'm, I'm worried about though is that uh, if players – you know, if they keep seeing Ricky Rubio play like this and the coach doesn't do anything about it, you're going to start seeing rifts in the locker room because they're not dumb. And it's not fair to certain players on the team, Dante Exum for one and Jay Crowder or not Jay Crowder. And yes, Jay Crowder for another. It's not fair for them to like, see how well the team does when they're on the floor and that they are beating other teams and they're able to guard them better and hit shots and the offense flows better, but then have nothing change or no uh, alterations are made. That tells, that tells those guys that this isn't a place you can be rewarded for hard work or for good play. It tells them that there mm-hmm. is favoritism going on. I mean, no one likes to go to practice and play football or bat whatever sport it is and see the coach's son always get the start no matter what whether he's good or not there's got to be accountability there's definitely got to be some accountability because if you have a team with this high expectations there's got to be some accountability of if this isn't working the person who's deep on the bench because alec burks and dante x and those bench guys have short leashes as a bench guy you have to have a short leash because you just have to find the guy who has it that night and they're not going to get the minutes to show that they have it. It's not like if if a guy's only playing nine minutes a night, it's not like, well, wait five minutes, maybe he's going to bring it type of thing, mm-hmm. especially with how deep Utah is. And so if those bench guys are not saying the, seeing the same level of accountability for their starters who constantly dig them into a hole, we've always all been there at work where there's a certain person in your team that all, you're always covering for uh, because they can't, and if you don't see them getting, uh, they're they're not held accountable for what they're doing, and for how they're hurting the team. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna there will cause rifts. And for as good as the chemistry was last year, as good as the locker room was, as much as these guys liked them, you know what's what? And they say, well, this team really likes each other. You know what's really easy to like wins when you're successful, when things is, are going right. People people for the most part are pretty happy. And and people and and it's really hard and it's really difficult for people to find things wrong. It's when things hit when crap hits a fan. That's when you start to see those uh, those uh, the cracks uh, and and the nicks in the armor. Mm-hmm. And and especially if if uh, I think we we talked about in in the off season, this is going to be a really difficult year for Quinn Snyder because he has a re- he has a team with a lot of expectations. The, the same locker room and how do you how do you motivate a team that um uh, I, the the sense of urgency that they had last year was caused by they could not afford a loss mm-hmm. and now you wipe the slate clean and that uh, that um motivator for urgency is gone mm-hmm. and it, it would be a shame that the it would it, that you would need the same motivator for urgency this year but there's some things different because there's because there are expectations 
this team is not going to, barring a, a huge injury to Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert, they're not going to allow themselves to tank. There will be a trade before that before it gets to that type of level, they, because they they have season they 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 sold a record number of season tickets this year, and while that number suggests that they have a bit of leeway to to exercise patience, they also have a bunch of people who are going to be uh, flaming them because there's a ton of first time season ticket holders who expected a lot more. Um, so they're this team is not going to wait and be like, okay, well, we had a rough year. I guess we're just going to have to let it go because they want to build on the momentum of them making money. Mm -hmm. And they have, and they have a limited window with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. So if those guys are, are killing it, um, but the supporting cast is just not bringing it. Yeah. Uh, I, Dennis Lindsay will pull the trigger on a trade sooner than later. That I'm not saying Dennis Lindsay right now is is like canvassing the, the trade market and being like, okay, we got to fix this now. What I'm saying is there, the whole recipe that allowed that patience of last year does not exist. The calculus is different. The variables have changed. They have much deeper bench. They have much, much higher expectations. They have more players who can go into a starting role. If somebody's not bringing it, it's different this year. It's incredibly different. And so to say that, oh, you know, we just need to sit around and wait and it's gonna, they're going to figure it out, that patience needs to be there, but it doesn't mean people's roles get to stay the same this year. We can have patience with Ricky Rubio, but he, patience with Ricky Rubio can be on the bench. He's lost his starting role before because of slow starts, and it could happen again if he doesn't, doesn't turn it around because we're sitting game 11, and how many... Are you, or do we have to wait till game 20, game 30, game 40 before we're like, oh, yeah, I guess he just doesn't got it. I'm guaranteed. Like, at, by the time game 20 is here, we've gone a quarter of the season and and Ricky Rubio is is is, is flaming. Well, he's having his worst shooting so what do we do? of his career. He's It's just bad. And I hope he turns it around because for whatever reason, he has a longer leash than other players on the team. But it's it's rough. It's costing us games. If he plays uh, better, or if we have another guard on this team named Dante Exum start, we probably have two more wins under our belt because he didn't play well in the Golden State game. Uh, just he just has not played well, um, and it's cost us. And like you said, we don't. And he's not playing like he's not playing like himself. Like he, he's never had a worse start. Yeah, this is his worst start. He's never had a worse worse start. And so that's 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 the thing. It's just like. Um, it's, it, we're not even dealing with, if, if they just got average career Rubio, not the, uh, way above the, uh, the anomaly type Rubio who is shooting well post all-star break, but if they got just average Rubio, they got themselves, they got themselves a couple more wins and that's, and, and, and that's a pretty low bar. That's a pretty low bar that they're asking for right now. It's just an average, average career Rubio. And we're nine games in and we've only had one good game from him. And so, yeah. So if you're, you're the type of person who's like, man, I love, uh, well, we're 11 games in. So, I mean, we had one good game. So 9% of the time you're going to get a good game. Is that worth, is that worth having some, some guy start? 
I I honestly think because of how good Rubio played, he earned he earned the the benefit of the, the doubt. savings account, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he earned earned the goodwill savings account of twenty games. I think I agree with that too. Uh, at, at that because I when you look at him, it looks like it doesn't barring an injury. It looks like it's between the ears. And it looks like the pressure of of the expectations of the season, the expectations of a contract, because the Jazz aren't going to extend him. They're they're definitely not going to extend him, not and especially not now after this, because I know there was talks of possibly extending him after last season because there was a mutual interest on both sides, but you don't extend a guy after you just saw the most anomaly late in year of his career. You want to you want to see more of it, and and right now. The Utah Jazz are looking like they're pretty smart for being like, oh, let's pump off the brakes. It looks like we're in a honeymoon phase here. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, um, I was, I was, and they got Dante. They got Dante for three more years too. It's, it, 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 it's, it's, it's not as easy as we both like each other. You should stay. Yeah, and I was thinking about it a little bit. Uh, I mean, because he honestly sometimes he play. It is like mind boggling how bad he is at times. Like it is honestly just like shake shake your head like what are you doing you know and he had one play where it looked like he was like um uh like if you gave your little brother the controller on nba 2k and didn't tell him the controllers and the controls he just has some of the wildest he was was everywhere but his man it was weird and even uh ben dowsett called it out andy larson tony jones and eric uh, um eric uh woodard Everyone, everyone at that same time, every, all of us tweeted out. We're like, D- "What happened? What was with Rubio on that play?" Mm-hmm. It was. It, it's and 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 he and that's something you you see out of a rookie, not a nine year vet, and let alone a guy who is known for his defense. It's it's like watching a guy who's been monstered out there. Well, and I was thinking about it. I like one of the things about Ricky Rubio is he spent a lot of time in Minnesota with losing cultures. And one of the things that's kind of disappointing is it feels like he's in this losing culture mindset still that he still doesn't appreciate possessions. Like he's still fine just throwing a bad pass or uh, like against the Grizzlies, that first game we played the Grizzlies. I mean, honestly, his turnovers cost. It was like a six to eight point swing. Some of his turnovers. Yeah, yeah, he had six. Yeah, he had six turnovers in that game. Well, and it's just like, and two or three of them were terrible. Like they, they were. He threw away transition opportunities, which was easy buckets, and that was a close game. We would have won that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, the, with the way the Western Conference is, you can't just give up games. And so I've just been thinking, like. Maybe that's maybe he spent so much time there that that's just how he plays, and you know. But but you're right. Like you can't give a contract to someone who doesn't appreciate possessions because winning teams appreciate possessions, and losing teams don't. Yeah, and and it's and especially now, like they, they, talking about um, Andy Larson said that Utah Jazz's transition defense is um, really subpar right now, and that could be a mix of well. The new, uh, the, the new uh, uh, freedom of movement that can be well part of it um, part a of bit it. with how they're how they're calling that euro foul now. Well, and part of it is and, because their starting and, guard can't hit a shot, and so there's so much yeah. pressure on the Jazz's defense all the time 
because you can't, I mean, mm-hmm. literally every shot doesn't go in. And so you're on transi- transition de- defense all game. Of course, you're going to have bad transition defense because you're doing it all game. You're going to be on long shots, exactly. on long shots, and you're going to be exhausted. He's shooting mostly mid range and three point. Yeah, you're going to be exhausted. I mean, that's the old Jerry Sloan idiom that you know, the best defense is seeing the bu- the ball go into the rim, and that's true for multiple reasons. One, for your confidence, and two, it's because you're not constantly in transition defense. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's- Quinn Snyder hit the nail on the head when he said uh, shooting well hides a lot of sense. It does because and, it puts you in, in half court possessions, and. And the Jazz weren't the, they were an average offense last year, but they were one of the best defenses and they did not, they're, it, you didn't need a good offensive game out of the Jazz to win, a, to, to come out with a victory. Mm-hmm. Right now with Utah, they, they've only won games in which their offense has shown up. And there were games last year that were ugly as ugly, but man, their defense just like, it, no one scored for seven, seven minutes. It was, it was like Utah was cold, but, <laughs> my 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 hell the other team was not scoring yeah and it, it and so and so they their their strong defense uh kept them kept them afloat when their offense puttered and now when their offense is struggling you know it's it's going it, it's it's falling apart pretty quick yeah the defense goes with it because it's it's tiring to play transition defense for that long over and over and over mm-hmm. and having to get back because you missed another shot. And I think some of the players, right. I wonder if some of the players that are in these games are just kind of also wondering the same things we're wondering, like, okay, so when, when is he going to start hitting shots again? You know? And they're, mm-hmm. they, they're think the thing is, that's what I always think is the players are not dumb. They're the same as us. They see the same things we're seeing. They talk about the things we talk about. They're not just like one of the one of the things that really worried me, and we don't. It is really saying something on the tenth game of the year, fourth home loss, and the and they hadn't had a win. That the only two dudes who stuck around post game were uh, Rudy Gobert and Joe Ingles, and everyone else bounced. Mm-hmm. That was. That was like one of those moments, and 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 Quinn Snyder stayed, which makes me think that Quinn Snyder read the room and didn't want them talking, and figured, hey, uh, I'll take I'll take the heat, and you guys can head out. But at the same time, it's game ten, and that and that was that was the call. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, how long, and and and, and 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 so that's uh, there's. There's things they need to work on. I'm not, and and Dallas did not prove nor disprove anything. Like if you feel the Utah Jazz, like you gotta be patient, and and they're about to turn the corner. The Mavericks does not prove anything. If you felt like they're struggling and will continue to struggle, the Mavericks game did not prove anything. Well, it does prove like, that Don Mitchell can dunk again. I will say that. Yes. Yeah, it will say that, um, <laughs> but, but Donovan Donovan since like about game game four since that road trip he's been playing really good ball mm-hmm. he just hasn't been healthy. Um, it does worry me that you need Donovan Mitchell and Grudy Gobert to go off every game to even stand a chance. Right? Yeah, it's not like they're blowing people to, out to have a chance like that. And and so um, Jay Crowder is playing phenomenal ball, and I worry that we're wasting good games from him. Mm-hmm. 
that might not be there later in the season. Um, it, it's it, it it is a t- and and this is where you got to be. And it's a tough schedule. It's a really tough schedule. Once again, the Utah Jazz got hit with a schedule that's meant to sink the ships before they leave the harbor. That's rough. But at the same time, and people are like, well, they're playing tough teams. And it's like, we're supposed to be the tough team. That's the thing. We're the big boys now, I thought. Like, like, like yeah, exactly. We're not the lottery team looking for a, for a win. Like, we're the good team. We're supposed to be the team that, like, if you go into Utah, it you, you shouldn't be able to shellac us at home. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going into Utah, you shouldn't be able to 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 throw down against them. That should be the toughest game you play. And so far, it hasn't. Like Toronto went in and just ran them out with the Grizzlies, who are normally a tough matchup. But then again, like you got to beat that team because you're the better team. Yeah, figure it out. I mean, I at this point, I have no and, faith we can even beat the Grizzlies. Like, what have I seen that makes me think we could ever beat the Grizzlies? <laughs> I don't know. Right. So, so at some point, like, what do you, what are you as, as, as a team? Um, and then, and then you have the Warriors, like the Warriors loss out of all three of those home games is the only one that I think the Utah Jazz should have lost. Toronto without Kawhi should have won that game. Um, uh, even when you're down Donovan Mitchell, and that's because they have Ricky Ruby on Joe Ingles struggling and that's hard to get get wins and they were without Alec Burks. Um you have uh then you go to the two Memphis games. Should have won both of those. Should have won. Like there were points in that game where they were within they were within reach and the Jazz led and then they just fell apart. Mm-hmm. Like they haven't shown consistent and and Quint Snyder getting into semantics where he's just like it's not effort, it's focus, whatever. It's the same thing. Like it, 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 it's it's you're just not staying in in the game for 48 minutes. Not there. You you your your th- your mind is somewhere else. Um, and that's that that's uh, disheartening to see for a team that. Um, I I wrote about it in my in my re- recap for the for the Raptors, where I said this was a team that. Um, knew last year they weren't as talented as other teams, but they knew how to execute and would out-execute teams. And for some reason, because of their achievements in the postseason, they they have acted like they have suddenly been given God-given talent that they don't have when their identity is actually execution. And so they're going into these games acting like they can just show up and they can do it on divine talent rather than actually focusing in and executing Mm -hmm. so but you know what guys i think the jazz will turn it around um the question is are we going to do this thing where we wait or are we going to put in the lineup that gives us a better chance to win and personally i think that's dante and crowder replacing rubio and favors um and maybe that's something we can talk about next time. I think uh, m- maybe that's Alec Burks or Alec Burks. Maybe it's Alec Burks. And with with uh, it's Donovan Mitchell lead guard. Who knows? But yeah. Anyway, all I know is currently it's not uh, it's not great right now. But they did at the very least. I mean, because it could have been worse. We could have lost to the Mavericks, and that would have been. Uh, that would have yeah. been bad. Uh, like uh, <laughs> the Mavericks they, game, if they won, it, it, not, nothing changes. 
Like your feelings on them don't change. If they lose, it's 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 uh it, it definitely it it would be weird to panic after only eleven games, but it'd be totally plausible. So mm-hmm. with that, should we end it? I think so. We got uh, a, we got a Celtics game. I I got I got to keep my voice fresh so I can boo. <laughs> yeah, boo guys, be a good fan and boo, boo for Gale, and boo uh. You know, because we didn't get Kyle Lowry, and we would have, we would just think mm-hmm. about think about uh, Kyle Lowry with Donovan Mitchell, and then boo because of the frustration of that. Uh, yeah, and I I will say just to finish off, I think the Jazz are going to get a lot better. Donovan Mitchell is going to get better. His three point shot hasn't arrived yet. When it does, the Jazz really are special. He's just a special player, and Rudy. Yep, tends to start off a little slow. I think Rudy's, like you said, his defense on, de- on defense. He does. And I think he's really going through an adjustment period with the new rules. Mm-hmm. He'll learn. He'll uh, and and uh, the athletic actually had a piece on this. If quick segue, they had a piece on um, defensive teams like getting used to this, and they said it's been really, really difficult because it's habit. They've learned how to play defense a certain way, and they've been playing it for the past five years five, ten years uh, mm-hmm. since, uh, especially with the advent of the Warriors and, and the spacing and all of that. And now overnight, you're not allowed to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And there's a ton of fouls. And if you notice, the Jazz are getting hit with tons of fouls. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because of the way they play defense. They grabbed a lot. Uh, that's how they slowed people down. They mucked it up. And uh, they're having – you can still play physical. You just have to play physical. A different way and uh that's that's a that's a big change i think the other change too is rudy gobert got so used to ch- uh people just not wanting to go near the paint he didn't have to challenge as much and i think people are challenging him more because of the freedom of movement and they're like hey there's new rules let's just see what happens let's test this mm-hmm. and i think that's thrown him off and uh dallas he challenged more so if if i hope we see that more tomorrow in the boston game if we see that more in the boston game i'm i'm that gives me hope that okay we're, we're learning and we're and he 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 knows that now now that people are are testing him and attacking him he has to show up more his reputation isn't doing it anymore mm-hmm. he gave him some clout it worked for him but now teams teams know if you have to beat utah you have to go through him and so teams aren't aren't trying to avoid him anymore mm-hmm. so it is what it is well, guys, I, if you want your review read on air, make sure you go to iTunes and search SLC Punks. It'll pop up. Uh, click on that and then click write a review and we'll read it on air. Uh, plus, it helps other people find the podcast and show up. And actually, the podcast is growing. Exactly. It's doing well. And if you have friends that you know are looking for something to listen to, uh, send them our way. If they're big Rib- Ricky Give Rubio the fans, guess. it's a good way to make them mad. <laughs> Give them the gift of a terrible podcast. <laughs> That's right. Do they have facts? Maybe. Do they do their best? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> but you can bet it'll be out there. Guaranteed to mail it in. I guarantee it. <laughs> Guaranteed to be there uh, most of the time, too. I didn't look at basketball reference once. <laughs> But anyways, guys, it's a lot of fun. Thank you for the reviews. Uh, like I said, go rate and review the podcast. Uh, I'm Hanson James. 
Is that how we? I'm end? Milo. Oh, okay. Sorry, I cut you off. No, I don't know how we end it. We, we just like we have really bad drag endings, it off. By the and... way, I always don't know what to do. <laughs> uh, but like M Night Shyamalan twist. I don't know what is there supposed to be a movie after this. There. Uh, do you have to write out? Well, there's going to be a a last Airbender movie, but not by him, and I'm excited for it actually. But uh, oh, that's fantastic! <laughs> Good for you, guys. We will talk to you later. Peace.